Hey, welcome on back to the next episode of the Country and Cold Cans Podcast. I'm uh, flying solo today because my, my co-host is out on the road. Last I saw, I think he was in Minnesota or something like that. So today uh, we have a couple special guests. We have uh, George Hodge and Danny Johnson of Jack the Radio. They're a, a band here based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, we, uh, we're here right now in Cary, North Carolina, a little, little town just outside of Raleigh at the Crosstown Pub and Grill. We're uh, gearing up, They're gearing up to play tonight at there's a North Carolina State University Alumni Association event where they're unveiling Old Tuffy Beer. Um, that's that's oh, pretty yeah. cool they got you guys to play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're excited. How, how did that come about? Uh, we, we've worked with New Belgium in the past, uh, but this one's near and dear to me. Uh, having gone to NC State, alumni of NC yeah, State, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely going to throw the Wolfpack sign at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, very excited about it. Um, had no idea they were doing these types of beers. Uh, got to talk with Chris Allen from New Belgium uh, quite a bit in the past two weeks. Uh, but he, he did tell me they've, they've done some, some beer, I think, with a university in Colorado in the past. This is the first one in North Carolina. That's awesome. Uh, I, I hope they keep doing stuff like this because yeah. I think it's super cool. Yeah, I know that beer is going to be a hit at Carter Finley. Oh fall, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. unveiling it right at the right time. Oh yeah, the, and the beer is great. Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. you guys kind of have a history uh, around here with like some of the breweries and like coming up with a beer because yep. I think I was uh, seeing the other day. Didn't you? Uh, you you guys kind of have crafted your own beer with Trophy, right? Yeah, we've done two two different yep. beers actually. We we love craft beer, not a secret. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a huge craft beer fan too. <laughs> uh, and I think we kind of started started drinking around town, kind of as the the boom was growing in, in right. the area. So yeah. uh, as we thirsted for it, uh, they kept bringing new beers. But yeah, we've been very fortunate uh, in the past to been able to brew a beer with Mystery Brewing out in Hillsboro a few years back uh, with one of our records. Uh, and then being able to do a beer with Trophy Brewing, yeah. uh, again close to home, yeah. great, great brewery. Love what those guys are yeah. doing. Oh yeah. Uh, do y'all have like a, a favorite brewery around here in Raleigh? <laughs> like not to put you on the spot, but so our, so our our home base for a long time has been Big Boss. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a little on the outskirts, and right. uh, you know that that ends up being where a lot of the the local musicians that we're yeah, friends with yeah. end up hanging out and uh, especially back when they had their um, the tap room open upstairs right it, right. Was, it was just a clubhouse for local oh, musicians oh yeah that's awesome man yeah I didn't um, know that like I know that I'm personally uh, I prefer uh, Bond Brothers down Bond, the street Bond Brothers I love is Bond outstanding Brothers. yeah yeah um, like their, their IPA the local is oh, yeah. one of my favorite beers in town and they've got a they've got a tie to trophy I believe I think yeah, one of yeah, the I think so. one of the guys that started so. over there yeah Sean, um, Sean Marlin yeah, yeah. 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 who's everywhere yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Their, their stuff's outstanding oh, um, yeah. but yeah Big Boss we did a um, we did a record release show there oh, cool. once so yeah, yeah. They, they've been a big yeah. part of our uh our music over the years. Yeah, I was kind of excited to talk to you guys about that because, like I said, I'm a big craft beer yeah, fan too. Awesome. And you guys have been like very involved in the community uh, yeah. over the years, and that's one thing I wanted to kind of transition and bring up with you guys. Like, I noticed that y'all tour more regionally, so it's like yeah. I noticed that I think that y'all, <clears throat> I think it's cool how y'all involve yourselves in the rally community. Kind of like, how has that helped you build your fan base here at home? Yeah, I mean. Definitely, definitely try to, to stay local with a lot of what we do, and part of that's by necessity. Uh, you know, people have jobs, people have families, um, but at the same time, we're very fortunate of where we live. I mean, the city—it's—it's it's amazing to look at where the city was five years ago or ten years ago when the band first started 
So what's what's happening now with the breweries, with the art scene, uh, with restaurants, with the music venues, with the bands coming out of the area? Um, it's very easy to want to stay local and stay regional as well. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've we've always talked about the fact that we try to try to involve our our hobbies and other things that we like. Yeah, um, yeah. you know we're. We're fan- we were so excited when Raleigh Denim opened up yeah, downtown, yeah. and then we were looking for a spot to record a video years back, a little stripped down thing. And our, right. one of our first thoughts was, let's go to Raleigh Denim. Yeah, like, that's let's, pretty cool. Let's call yeah. it picture and see if we can go shoot there. And same with you know the beer and the the art scene and everything else. Oh, it's yeah. just um, it seems silly not to you know invite those scenes to yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense to kind of try to fuse yeah. the things together, especially yeah. right here at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's creating. Yeah. We're just doing yeah. it different ways. It's crazy, like you said, how much Raleigh has changed. I moved here seven years ago, oh, so yeah. it's like I, especially like one in particular. I, I was wanted to bring this up, like Hillsborough Street, right by NC State. Oh yeah. Because I know, like in the early days, y'all played a little bit at the brewery, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh yeah. Yeah, and like that just from the time that I moved here seven years ago to now is vastly different. Oh, yeah. Because by it's the time crazy. I got here, the brewery was closed. Oh, yeah. But next door, what used to be the Common Lounge, Katmandu. Yeah. Oh, yeah, And when yeah. I was there, yeah, uh, yeah. like, it used to have a lot of local bands come in there, and now it's like a apartment complex. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unrecognizable. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and I kind of wonder for NC State students, because, you know, when I was going to state, the brewery used to do a thing. It was like three bands, three bucks every Wednesday. Oh yeah! And I could walk there because I didn't have a car for a couple of years. Right. Uh, did I wonder now, like, do kids go to shows as much? Do they walk yeah. downtown? Do you like ride your bike downtown? I can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my full time job is I teach high school. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've I've talked to students who ended up moving on to. UNC or state right. about that. Um, I had a student that needed a recommendation letter from me for grad school. Right. Um, and I asked them to meet me at uh, Cup of Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the student's first response was, that's, I mean, that, that's like way far away from, I was like, no, it's really not. It's like, really not at all. <laughs> I was like, that's, but I think they hand, they, they tend to hang out up yeah. on the other end of, uh, uh, yeah. even, I mean, I, I went to, I went to UNC. Um, okay, okay, but, um, so we got a Tar Heel here. <laughs> but, but even at that, I mean, I, I see the parallel in um, in Chapel Hill and Raleigh with that. Oh, yeah, because when sure. I was in college, we would walk down towards Carborough and go to local 506 to go to a right. show or go to the cave and places yeah. like that. And um, they're just not doing it anymore. No, um, it's just not happening. Yeah, so. it's like even since I've been here, I've noticed a big change because when I first got here, like I said, Hillsborough Street had a lot more of bars out there. Now they've turned into shops like the alley. Oh, yeah. The old bowling alley oh, yeah, used to yeah. have a target. Target now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, like target. so much has changed. And yeah. downtown, even like cover bands are not finding as much work because like there used to be so many bars on Fayetteville yeah. Street that had live bands. They've all switched to like DJs where they oh, shut yeah. down, which I think is unfortunate because I love oh, live yeah. music, yeah. you know. Oh, so. yeah. I think we're lucky with downtown Raleigh to have some bastions that knock on wood have no no semblance of going anywhere right. anytime for a long oh, yeah. time I mean we've got Four House we've got yeah. Lincoln we've got House. Slims one Kings. of our favorites Kings like you've yeah. got these places that are established and you know for, for the vast vast majority of shows you got a great crowd, and yeah. some of them have built-in crowds. You got people yeah, that'll go. Um, you know, Adam with uh, helping to carry on uh, local beer, local band. Right. You know, you oh, yeah. see people consistently go there, even if they don't know the acts, which yeah. I think is awesome. I think that actually, uh, Whiskey Foxtrot is. I was talking to you guys before we started recording. They're playing local beer, local bands oh, coming awesome. up uh, in about a week. That's super that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. 
I know one thing to close down that I hated to see was uh, I don't know if y'all ever went to Deep South the yeah, bar. Yeah. I used to play open mic there twice oh, a week, awesome, and man. then it closed down at the beginning of, the, of this year, and yeah. that was unfortunate yeah. to see. But it's the well, way it goes. It's it's good to see though that as, even as places are closing, there's new places opening like Wicked yeah. Rich and uh, what's the other new one over there? I know it was it Emerge. Yeah, Emerge absorbed yeah. a lot of the deep yeah. open mic stuff. So. So it's, oh, yeah. it's great to see that places are still happening. Yeah. For sure. And uh, so I kind of wanted to get like a, I guess, uh, I know that, I don't know if you are, but I know you're a comic book fan just oh, like yeah. I am. So the, oh, awesome. the, the origin story of Jack the Radio, like <laughs> how did the band come about? Oh, man. Um, so AC and I went to our, our old singer who's not playing with us anymore. Uh, we, we went to NC State together. Uh, I think we met like outside of a dorm. I think I was playing guitar and he came out. Um, and then we ended up starting to send music back and forth and then started writing a record together. Uh, and then when we graduated college in 2005, I think is around the time we put out an EP that was a totally different thing. It was like electronic drums. And right. We didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah, it was probably um, a little bit more cost effective. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we took like a five-year hiatus. We played a couple shows, and then life happened. Yeah. Uh, and then around 2009, started hanging again, hanging out a lot more again, and playing music. And we're like, let's build a band around this. So we got a drummer at the time, a bass player. Uh, played in an acoustic show in Chapel Hill at a venue that's no longer there. Danny's band played that show, and at the time, just started Lab Steel. Yeah, I was actually I had. Uh, I had called up George. It was the last show for my old band, right. uh, which was a, a multi-instrumental duo thing. Right. And I was called up George. George had a band called Oso Optimo, <laughs> um, which was outstanding. And I was called to see if they could do an acoustic show, right. uh, something stripped. And he was like, oh, I don't know, that's not really... But I've got this other band, Jack Radio. <laughs> yeah. um, so they ended up playing Stripped Down, opening for us. And yeah, it was my first night ever owning a lap steel. Oh, yeah. I think I bought it the day before. Oh, and man. figured, like, oh, I'll try to bring it and play it on a couple right. tunes. Yeah. And uh, George asked me... I mean, I was playing slide at the time, oh, yeah, and I yeah, was like, was a lot of slide. this guy's doing slide in a totally different way. Yeah. yeah. This is his band's last show. Yeah, Let's yeah. see if he wants to play some music yeah. together. Yeah, and to use a baseball <laughs> reference, you're kind of like the utility player. Oh, yeah. Totally. How, many, how many instruments do you play? Uh, um. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, enough that loading for shows is, is <laughs> it, it, it gets, takes a while. Yeah, it's a hassle sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, we're, I, I'm the seasoning. I'm oh, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just the seasoning. Yeah. You're more than the season. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys like prefer to be on tour or in the studio? Which is more fun for y'all creatively or just the energy wise? I, I mean both. Like the, the studio is awesome because you're you're like in that moment of actually creating this thing right. that you've been working on and you're you're seeing it go from a bedroom recording to a rehearsal recording to like a full fledged produced thing. Right. Which is awesome. But being on the road is a totally different, beautiful thing where yeah. you're you're seeing places you may have never been. Oh yeah. You're meeting people you may have never ever met in your life. Uh, you're getting to experience things with some of your best friends. Um, you're figuring out how to play the songs that you recorded in the studio. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, well, especially we we would talk about that because we we like adding like some cool parts to songs oh, yeah. in the studio that may not be something you can pull yeah. out live. So oh, you figure yeah. out how. 
yeah. Oh, like, yeah. how do you incorporate this oh, yeah. element? So yeah, that's, that's cool. And then with that said, both have their uh, their cons as oh, well. Yeah. Right. There's, there's frustration that happens in the studio. Things don't work how you think they're gonna work right. out. Um, and same thing on the road. There's, there's days where the shows, you didn't feel like you played great yeah. or... And less margin for error. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's yeah. all... I don't want to glorify everything, yeah. but... Uh, right. But there's a lot of joy that happens in both. Oh, yeah. I'm sure of that. Like, I know that... Um, what is, like, one of, personally, for both of you, like, your favorite venues that you've gotten to play? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, my, my favorite show still was a bucket list. Years and years ago, we, we did a festival in Pittsfield, Massachusetts... Awesome. Uh, where we were, we were invited to kick off the festival for like a VIP rooftop party, and it always been a bucket list dream to play on a rooftop of a building. Oh yeah, kind of like the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> dude, exactly. That's where <laughs> yeah. it came from. Was that Beatles video? I think, yeah. Was that their last show? Uh, I think it was the last live. Yeah, last live. Uh, you know that was that was one. And then we got there. Never been to Pittsfield. Right. Pittsfield is this like majestic mountain town. Uh, everyone there was like into arts, creative. Um, so we got there and like the sun was setting while we're playing mountains. It was like fairly. It was warm when we got there, but like perfect temperature at night. Um, and then they had amazing chef there. I mean, that was, yeah, was that's cool like spot. one of the most memorable uh, once in a lifetime. They loaded our gear for us. <laughs> so that's the one yeah. thing about playing the rooftop you don't yeah. think about is the. Uh, one, it was like a historic five-story building that did not have an elevator. Yeah. Right. Uh, so five stories of stairs yeah, uh, with fine. gear was fun, but, um, but they yeah. were very helpful. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one because you've got like, like I played 930 Club. We were oh, talking yeah. about Aquarium. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 930 Club. 930 Club. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Satellite out yeah. in Alabama, places like that. But uh, honestly, uh, in New York City, Lakeside Lounge is okay. closed yeah. now. Oh, wow. But Lakeside was the essentially the sister bar to Slim's. Right. Um, it was, you know, a Slim's, you know, was initially yeah, yeah. called Lakeside. Uh, and probably a year, year and a half before Lakeside closed, Jack Radio went through and played there. Oh, cool! And it was a blast. Like oh, it was, oh, it yeah. felt like Slams. Yeah. Um, but in New York, yeah, uh, you know, down in the village. Probably, and it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you. probably, probably the PBRs were just a little bit more expensive there than not down much here. more. Not really. No, I, I, remember they, I remember they did a shot in a PBR for like yeah, I guess six bucks or oh, something. Wow. I don't know if it's legal good. in New York, but they yeah. were they were doing the beer in a shot yeah. special. Yeah. Like yeah. six bucks, which Where they, you can't do here in North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, like that was a oh, that show was a blast. It was packed, um, and it, it, I don't know, like packing a little place just there's the energy is yeah. better. Oh yeah, um, well, we so, had a, yeah, we had a saxophone player sit in with us. Oh yeah, uh, that we had never met. Yeah, <laughs> it was they, great. They killed it. Yeah, yeah it was it, it was a, you know when all those little things line up on. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So like when you're out on the road, what are some some like the top band jams y'all have? Like who are the, who are the artists that y'all kind of uh, always have in the rotation? Oh, we listen to a lot of Spoon, um, Spoon, Black Keys. If I'm in control, it's gonna be uh, Jackson Brown. Oh yeah. Or Bob Seger. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're gonna play some Dawes. Yeah, there, there will be Dawes. Yeah. 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 I think there's stuff. People can new, all, uh, all agree upon. There will be dogs. Yes, there will be dogs. <laughs> yes. So uh, one thing that my my co-host did, since he couldn't be here, he wanted me to make sure I asked this question because this is like his favorite question to ask is, when was the moment for both of you personally that you decided, hey, I want to play music? 
Oh man. Uh, I mean, for me, it was at 13. I was offered guitar lessons that got you out of math class. Oh, nice! <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that." Yeah, it's a lot I, more fun than. And doing I do, I do love math. Trigonometry. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think playing that first show, um, not knowing what I was doing, I think I knew like five chords and had written written three, two songs. Right. That, you know, in retrospect, were not good songs, but yeah, we yeah. Oh, we yeah. played them at, at like our eighth grade dance, and like I think that was the moment I'm like, I'm gonna do this for a long time yeah oh yeah for as long as I can right <laughs> yeah for me I mean I started on guitar um, it was probably it's the same thing I feel like it's usually your first performance whatever right. that is um, and I think mine was probably freshman year of high school I played guitar in jazz band yeah um, and we were like the rhythm section in a jazz band in high school is kind of, is generally your <clears throat> like ragtag group who's not right. actually in the band yeah. and the, someone has to go and recruit you and they need a drummer they need a bassist right. and they need a guitarist um, and honestly just sitting and like playing with a, a drummer and a bassist right. for the first time and hearing everyone lock in on something oh, yeah. I was like that's oh that's pretty cool yeah. alright let's let's do more of that um, and then yeah and now I'm, I'm turning 38 and I haven't stopped <laughs> <laughs> hey I understand that completely because I know uh, one of the things I did want to kind of bring up too, like this the songwriting process for the band, because I'm fascinated by songwriting. I've I've been writing as a hobby for like oh, ever nice. since college. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, the, you go back and listen to some of the first few songs you write, <laughs> and you're just like, "What was I thinking?" Like you oh, thought yeah. it was good at the time, and but like do y'all like I still do that, man. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy <laughs> how much your opinion changes. Though, oh yeah. Get, but do you guys like tend to co-write together, or do y'all solo ride, or how does that kind of work with Jack the Radio? <laughs> I think it varies. I mean, some sometimes I'll write like a complete song and bring it to the band, and we'll we'll hash out all the parts. Sometimes it's just a piece of an idea, uh, and we'll we'll hash that out even more together. Um, and then sometimes I'll write stuff to your point you just made. And that night I'm like, this is the greatest song I've ever written. Right. And then the next morning I listen to it, I'm like, I'm not showing this to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, or so, George will send stuff out. Like that's pretty co- pretty consistently we'll get you know home demos or voice memos. Yeah. And it's, I'm notorious for voice memos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then my friends. It's the like, greatest part of the iPhone. It really is. And it's it's where I don't envy him at all on that is sending it out and then the speed of the responses back. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Because I, I because, relate to that. Because I do know sometimes like it, it'll be one where we'll all listen to it and then immediately be like yes yeah it's all awesome. of this. And then, yeah, sometimes you're like, I'll respond to that one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, the anticipation on the other end of that yeah. is, is not fun because, oh, like, yeah. I know that, like, a lot of times when I write, like, an idea hits me at, for some reason, like, 2 in the morning. It never yeah. does at 2 oh, in the yeah. afternoon. Oh, yeah. And I'll write it, I'll record it, and I'll send it to a couple of my friends, <laughs> and it's, like, just waiting to see how they're going to yeah. respond. Yeah. You're like, they're, they're probably... They're probably they're, just, they're busy, right? They're yeah. busy. They're, they're, they're rocking out to it so hard right <laughs> exactly. now. They yeah. they, it's on repeat because they can't stop listening to it. They're showing it to their wives yeah. and yeah. family. Exactly. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Yeah. <laughs> this, I, yeah, yeah, back in the future. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin Barry. <laughs> but, but, yeah. So, um, one thing that I, I noticed that you guys have kind of had some success having, like, uh, some of your songs played on some television shows. Been very like, fortunate. How, yeah. did, how did that come about? Uh... I mean, there's lots of different ways to do it. The way we've gone is uh, we work through Reverb Nation, 
an uh, agency out of California called APM. Right. And APM is basically a ginormous database of all kinds of music. Right. Um, you know, everything from metal to percussive music to art music. Right. Um, and I think we we've just been lucky. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that world works yeah. inside and out. I know there's music supervisors that work on shows and films, and they. I think they kind of find things, and I'm, I may be imagining this, but I think we've had a couple of those music supervisors that found our music, right. and they work on different shows. Oh, yeah. Um, You're not imagining that. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I think that once they, you know, I think some of those music supervisors, once they find, you know, a name, then they know, like, oh, we're looking for something swampy, so let's search that band that we right. found before. Uh, yeah. Um, and cheap. <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah, we're affordable. Yeah, we are affordable. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh, on his show, his music supervisor used that was our first big placement. It was for no reservations, and then we showed up on a couple more of his shows. I was just watching for the first time. I'm digging into the uh, series Mind of a Chef. Oh yeah, um, and on the very first season. You know, it's, it's, it was produced by Anthony Bourdain, right. so I'm assuming it's the same music supervisor, and I'm watching his, you know, yeah. just happened to be watching a couple episodes in, and I did a Jack the Radio song That's awesome. on during yeah. part, oh, yeah. videoed it, sent it to the guys, um, but yeah, I'm sure it's the same music supervisor, yeah. so... I, oh yeah, I know one show that uh, has been killing it with the soundtrack lately. I don't know if you guys watch Yellowstone. Kevin Costner's new show. It's uh, oh, it's man. a Paramount Picture show. It's about like a, a family on a, a ranch in like Montana or something like that. Oh, but they cool. they've had a lot of like really independent artists. Like oh, Ryan Bingham awesome. actually is oh, yeah, awesome. Has a part yeah. in the show. Oh, so cool. yeah, so it probably has some type yeah. of influence there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it. What like. 10, 15 years ago that turned into of all, of all shows Grey's Anatomy like oh, wow. yeah. Grey's Anatomy was one of the first ones that started producing success for independent musicians right um, and like, Dawson's Creek oh yeah oh yeah that was, that was right. filmed yeah. in Wilmington yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but yeah all I remember is Tegan and Sarah not yeah. being a thing and then being a Dawson's Creek or being yeah. a uh, on uh, Grey's Anatomy and then blowing up and, that's awesome so, like, for both of you, like, who were some of the biggest musical influences on you that kind of led to, for you to get to the artist that you are now? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it keeps changing. You know, when I first started out, uh, I was getting, like, Guitar Player Magazine, Guitar World, all those things, and it was classic rock. You know, right. it, was, it was Hendrix, Zeppelin, uh, a lot of blues guys, B.B. Uh, King, um, and I still love all that stuff and still listen to it, but, you know, it kind of transformed over time to more indie rock stuff. Right. Uh, even stuff like the Beastie Boys. Um, and, you know, I think as I get older, I steer more to the, the, the country stuff, the more songwriter stuff. Because uh, I think when I was young, I didn't really listen to lyrics. Right. Uh, I listened to melody. I listened to, to guitar parts and... Uh, and even, I mean, recent years, I was like that. But, you know, in the past few years, I've, I've been focusing a lot more on storytelling, the songwriting. Uh, and, I, you know, I would thank people like Sturgill Simpson and oh, yeah. Jason Isbell. And, uh, I mean, all, all that stuff, which I think is has come to the more of the forefront in recent years as well, well which sure. is exciting. Sure. Uh, yeah. For me, I, I grew up, I was kind of the flipped version of George. I grew up on 
singer-songwriter stuff. Right. So Jim Croce, yeah. Gordon Lightfoot, you know, Jackson Brown, things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and spent a lot of time listening to people finger-pick acoustic guitars. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then heard uh, the Beatles. Oh, and, nice. And yeah. uh, heard Fuzz uh, on... You know, Sgt. Peppers, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm gonna plug this thing in." Um, so yeah, still, you know, I've started going back to a lot of the old '70s, the old Canyon right, stuff. Yeah, um, but I, I kind of had a similar trajectory to you. Yeah, that, thank you. Uh, I, I was one of those weird kids that growing up I listened to a lot of traditional country Yeah. and then it's like as I got older I still love traditional country but I've drifted a little bit more rock and roll as I've gotten older yeah. oh, and yeah. like it's I kind of had the opposite of how it happens for, for <laughs> yeah. people well and don't get me wrong I grew up in Concord, North Carolina so right. we, we were listening to George Street oh, the for Judds sure. Alan Jackson Alan Jackson <laughs> Garth, you know all that stuff Dwight Yoakam Dwight Yoakam I just saw that uh, Sandy oh, Kershaw yeah. just followed uh, BJ yeah <laughs> That was kind of cool. Uh, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, I guess uh, one thing I did want to ask you, because I noticed that um, I saw that you were drawn into a Marvel comic. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of cool. Like, how did, oh, yeah, man. How did that happen? I mean, you know, I, I, do, I do design work during the day as my yeah. day job, in addition to the music stuff. Um, so I'm, I love art. I love comic books. Uh, and one of my favorite things is, there are comic book conventions. Right. I wish they had this for music. Right. Uh, but there's one in, in particular in Charlotte that I've been going to since I was a kid. Uh, there was a big gap in the middle there, but but started going again with some buddies, and that's one of those conventions that's very focused on the artists and the writers and the industry, and it's one of those conventions where you can actually rub elbows and talk to those people. Right. Uh, and the cool thing is, some of them are local, and like oh, some yeah. of them are into... All of them are into music, uh, but some of them are very into music, which has been awesome. So I've been able to to become friends with a lot of the, the artists down there. Um, but yeah, just over the years, I've had some opportunities through different ways to get drawn into comic books, which right. is like obviously a lifelong dream uh, for any fan, I, I would think. But. Oh, yeah. Are you more of a Marvel or a DC guy? Definitely Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Uh, I mean, I love I love DC. It's been very hard to love DC in recent years. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Marvel, you know, both have their issues, but I feel like Marvel yeah. uh, focuses a little more on their art. Right. And has some really great artists doing great things and great yeah. writers too. Oh, for sure. And DC's got some too, but yeah. Uh, I, I feel like Marvel's done a better job of <clears throat> making. I guess when it comes to like the MCU making oh, yeah. better movies to oh, where the mainstream yeah. actually pays attention to it oh, yeah. whereas DC just hasn't quite like lived up to that on their end yeah. save a, a few movies here and there and but. Danny's a comic fan too okay oh, so yeah, yeah. Marvel yeah. or DC for you I grew up with DC DC yeah okay. <laughs> I was just listening to George guarantee he would never get drawn into a DC book oh yeah <laughs> that's the one the one publisher actually yeah I haven't been drawn to <laughs> um, yeah, but, see, I, yeah. but see kids you can be friends Marvel yeah, and DC yeah, yeah. yeah. Marvel, yeah. DC, <laughs> NC State, UNC. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, uh, but yeah. Um, one thing I did kind of want to ask, like, before we kind of wrap things up, uh, I'm totally ripping this off from Rhett Miller's podcast, but I thought it was a cool question, <laughs> and I wanted to ask you guys. Um, if you could go back to your and tell yourself any advice at age 21, what would it be? <laughs> Uh, invest in Bitcoin. No, I don't know. <laughs> and then immediately sell it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
Man, that's a that's a good question. Well, that's totally credit to Rhett Miller. It was not yeah. a Lucky Dberry thing. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, I would uh, play more types of music. That would be an early one. Um, that uh, you know, I think I think. For, at least for me, I can't speak for other musicians, but you get into your head, like, I'm this kind of musician. Right, right. And uh, you turn down opportunities to play with other things because it's not that type of exactly. genre or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Or, I don't play guitar like that. Or, right. or I don't, you know. And, um, yeah, I would say say yes more. Uh, at least to the first time of being offered a chance to play a certain type of music. Right. Um, which I did later. Uh, you know, George and I joke about the fact that you know, every we've all been in a pop punk band. We've all been in, yeah. like, we've all done that, and I'm glad. Like, I'm glad right. I've said yes to a lot of different types of music. But I think having gone down that road earlier, uh, it's just a good way to expand your ability to pull something cool out of your instrument or right. instruments. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. And learn, yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, in the same sentiment, in, in the more serious answer, uh, just don't be a fail, afraid to fail. Right. Don't be afraid of rejection. Uh, you're going to keep getting rejected, keep failing, uh, right. even in your 30s. Uh, <laughs> so grow a thick skin in, in 21. Um, yeah, just go for it. Sounds good to me, guys. And like I said, I appreciate you guys taking time yeah, to of come Thank on, so man. We, I like to try to get as many independent artists on and like especially people around North Carolina oh, yeah. as I can so awesome. appreciate it yeah, and appreciate uh, everybody go and buy stream their music go to shows do what you can and uh, that wraps up this edition of Country and Cold Cans I'm Logan see you next time